0: Greetings fellow one I was in the fourth dimension. This is it. The darkest day, the blackest hour. Chin up, shoulders back. Let's see what we're made of, you and I. Hello, Mike. You're quite
1: a mess of chemicals, aren't you?
0: Yeah, always. <laughs> Especially when I introduce alcoholic-shaped ones back into my own body. And yes. <laughs> good heaven above. Yeah. After all our bitching last week, I think someone heard us. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly. Like, Stephen Moffat is sitting in his evil tower somewhere saying, I'll show you assholes.
1: (laughs) Stephen Moffat is sitting at his desk laughing his fucking ass off.
0: Oh, he's chortling his balls off, mate. I just, you know, (laughs) it was one of those things where I basically turned round to my other half as the credits rolled a (laughs) gog. And, you know, it doesn't happen often. Mm. Um... But yeah, this even though I must say, I must engage in smug mode that I called it mm-hmm. on this very podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> well, here's the thing though. I think the
1: thing of it was
0: it it
1: seemed like so screamingly
0: obvious. Yes, it did.
1: You sort of like think, no, that's not Moffat's style, but I think he's sort of I think he's sort of like getting a bit meta on us now. He's starting to like <laughs>
0: Yeah <he laughs> turn, really
1: it back. turn it back around. Mm. But, well,
0: I mean th- th- with this episode there's there's so much To talk about. Mm. And it's one of those things where the story is almost kind of secondary Mm -hmm. to all everything else that happened. And the fact that you get like a little mini 10 minute episode and then the actual episode proper starts. Mm. So shall we talk about what I have dubbed Clara's (laughs) heel (laughs) turn? Wow. Gosh. Yikes. She's fierce. Cold. She's cold, man. Mm. That was cold. But I mean... Grief does funny things to people. Yeah. I mean, the, there's
1: a lot of, like, things on the internet saying, like, oh, you know, why, why the, throwing away the keys
0: doesn't make any difference. The doctor can just click his fingers. It's like, no, that's not the point. No, that's not the point. That whole little, like I say, that little sequence mm-hmm. um, was absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, but um, although I, I still don't really buy Clara and Danny at all, Mm-hmm. You know, they're constantly saying they love each other, or whatever. Especially towards the end. But obviously, there was extenuating circumstances, but um it. I just, I've never bought it from from the get go, and it does. It is unfortunate mm. because it has an effect on the episode. But how Jenna, Jenna Coleman kind of sold her shutting down, yeah, you know, and just obviously coming up with this cockamamie scheme mm-hmm. to get the Doctor to save him, yeah. I mean the thing with the whole thing where she's talking to her nan was yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's just so like practically monotone through the I mean she's in an absolute state of shock, which is completely mm. understandable for, you know, what she's gone through. But it was just sort of like just the sheer numbness and but when she start like starts saying things like, you know, I'm owed Yeah instead like, just saying oh fuck. Fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean and it's I was gonna say I think that, that might be one of some of the best performance that general Coleman has given us mm. and you now she was fab and it, it i think it speaks to the rest of the episode that the whole question of where did her and the doctor go from here mm. is extremely secondary to the rest of it yeah i think as well you've got what might be the turning point of this doctor the whole do you do you think i care for you so little mm. that, little, little speech oh
1: uh, that was that was great i, was, I mm. actually just had a grid on my face as we said that, I mean, even though it's, like, a pretty dark... Even, it's like, after the, the the reveal, it was all a dream, it's still mm. a pretty sort of, like, down sort of sequence of events, you know. Especially when, at first, he sort of says, you know, go to hell. And she thinks he means that... You, get lost, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's when he sort of, like, looks around the console and, and he sort of, like, goes, you know, he asked me where we're going. We're going to hell. We'll do whatever it takes to get Danny back. And I just think, I just... That was, like... Very nearly a punch the air moment. Actually, oh, yeah, I thought, it was. So. And I,
0: I, it was a really nice little subtle bit of performance by Peter Capaldi as well. Mm-hmm. That just before he gives us sort of the chin up, shoulders back thing and telling her that she needs to be skeptical because he needs her to be skeptical mm-hmm. and all this sort of thing. Um, he, as he turns back to the console, you can see that he's so. He, he, there's this little flash of him being so cut up for her, mm-hmm. but he like puts his game face on and turns back mm-hmm. and sort of puts on his kind of dispassionate. Sort of side yeah. to lead her forward. I thought that was excellent.
1: Yeah. Also, like the little, the little flash of a smile he gives her mm. when he when he um, he says, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, it's just mm. oh man, it's just <sighs> we've, we've never had it so good with the doctor, have we?
0: We never really have. No. And it's one of these someone who's so sort of skilled and nuanced and things like that. Um mm. And it, it what's nice is. All through this podcast, we've sort of talk, talked about Capaldi's characterisation, but it, in a way, it justifies everything we've seen, and it's how an arc should work, that we start with a character in one way and we finish up with him in another way. Mm-hmm. It's made the whole in the previous 11 episodes and the way that he's been, challenging as that's been for us as viewers, it makes it worth it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if if in the sort of like bits where he's, you know, he's confronting Messi... At the end, yeah. and he has that face when when she sort of like spills the beans. It's mm. just like a mix, it's, it's almost like this part of him, his expression. It almost makes you expect he's going to burst out laughing. Strangely, so it's, it's mm. like he's got this weird sort of like terrified rictus, sort of like kind of grit, It's like, uh.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of that whole thing that we've come back to that, that Tennant's doctor kind of gave us in that mm. with the master. There's that obviously that thing of not hatred, but obviously that he has, he and she have to be stopped. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing that they're the last, the last known survivors, Mm -hmm. um, that it enforces the doctor's desperate to try and connect to the master in some way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even thinking back to the, the end of time, yeah, that the doctor actually really admires part of the masters, you know, like his intelligence, you mm-hmm. know, and his beauty, as the do- as the tenth Doctor puts it, and I think that that's still in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, so, um, let's not bury the lead here, <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle Gomez. Bloody hell! She's amazing, <laughs> like a sort of a evil, demented Mary Poppins. Mm. Um, I mean,
1: I mean the, the the stuff is is Missy, you know, M-I-S-I. Mm.
0: M- M- yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> I mean the whole
1: bit which goes, Doctor Chang,
0: like that. that was... <laughs> well,
1: it's through Bessner now.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> General Montgomery Garvan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually made me. That did. I mean, because th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna come onto this episode. Point about this episode being maybe one of the darkest episodes of Doctor Who ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was. I mean, just to have little moments like that, which are just you make you burst out laughing, even though you don't want to, mm-hmm. almost. But you know, and it, it, but she's she's funny, but she's sort of gross with it as well. It's kind yeah. of like that thing where she's like kissing the doctor's nose. I was like, ew, ew, stop <laughs> that! That's really weird.
1: <laughs> well, it it it's become, it comes even more so when we get the reveal. It's like, wah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this reveal. Um, again, we we talked a bit about it, a little bit, covered it just very briefly at the top mm. of the show. But um, wow, this brought out the bell ends, didn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. I mean, the reaction on my Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. was unbelievable.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, again, I think a lot of people kind of saw it coming and Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't so much a surprise in that way. But you know, I think you can you can dislike the characterisation and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But the, the amount of people who were like PC rubbish, you know, political correctness gone mad. Oh, Jesus, um, there was a lot of that. There was uh-huh. a lot of like a lot of transphobic comments. Oh God, uh, just I mean, it was really a lot of it was really unpleasant. And mm. again, it's something that I think I've talked about on the show before that I sort of expect better from Doctor Who fans yeah but, um now it was some of it was really horrible
1: yeah i mean i i i've seen like internet comments and stuff you know as i do yes i do but, yeah. uh, um this, this honestly do you know what i kind of don't feel comfortable about talking about because some of the stuff i've read is just like yeah, so I, I, believe. I, I don't want to be part of this fandom you mm. know mm. It's, it's like god really you know i mean people saying you know if if this is a a, a test bed for, for for bringing in a female doctor i'm never watching this show again and i just like you know Far what, good that,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah fuck off then
0: um i mean like i say i can i can completely understand if you don't like the characterization mm-hmm. um chuck was sort of like he was a, he was sort of more disappointed that he wasn't like an original character than mm. the master was back again and that's fine you can yeah. be you know that's absolutely fine but it's something that we've always said in the... If you're going to bring back characters like this and it's going to be a time lord or whatever, I don't care. Just get the best person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Michelle Gomez is an excellent actress. Yeah. And she she's excellent at what she does. And um, why shouldn't we go down this road? I mean, why not? I mean, the mm-hmm. master was so kind of torn up and spit out by the end of the end of time. Mm-hmm. Why not just reboot the character... Entirely, and why not go down this road?
1: Exactly. I mean, how many times? I mean, there's been situations where he's barely
0: been Time Lord. You know, remember, you know, Anthony Ainley. Well, he's he's not a Time Lord, is he? I mean, he's just sort of a big sort of slug beast in, in you know, in a in a body. Yeah. The TV movie becomes a little sort of sneaky bastard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, let's say this character has been so torn up and chewed mm. out and you know did you miss the part where he was brought back by a magic ritual <laughs> or something oh my god that
1: never yeah, that always makes me laugh
0: it's like it oh does. for fuck's sake i mean you know because considering that's the christmas episode Wow, you know and they're basically summoning beelzebub in a pri- in a secret government prison somewhere i was like okay sure why not Alrighty then. That's what we that's what we okay. do on this show now, is it? I mean, let's talk about this as a case as a female doctor test case. Mm-hmm. Um Yowser, that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I... Yeah, I think it I think it must be I think partially it is that, but partially probably it's probably gonna take a bit of heat off the clamour for a female doctor mm. for a while. The cynical part of me thinks, well, if we've got a female master
1: Yeah,
0: they can all shut up about it now mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah and I think it's it's probably the safer option
0: oh it absolutely is yeah yeah. Um, but, yeah but I mean judging I mean they shouldn't let them put this off obviously no. I mean because when since they've given a shit what fanboys think mm-hmm. but you know the amount of you know seemingly basement dwellers going <laughs> You know, like bloody Dracula exposed with light, you know, <laughs> no, my masculinity's being challenged. No no, no. no, no. You know, it's just so stupid. <sighs> can grow up. There's it, it, something that I've, um, ladies and gentlemen, I have here as an aid memoir, my uh, plus five uh, white board of remembrance in front of me. <laughs> and on it, I have circled, no one cares about the Rani. Yeah. Um, because there are so many people saying, why can't it be the Rani? Because Why she's, can't been in it
1: be... it. she's been in it twice.
0: And no one cares about the Rani.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, if if
1: okay, let's say, for example, it had been the Rani. Mm. Only the we, the Doctor Who fans, would actually give mm. a shit. you got to remember that actual Doctor Who fans are probably, you know, maybe it's about 45% of your actual viewing audience.
0: Oh, if that. If, if that, that. You know. Um, you know the, the, the rebuttal I saw to that uh, was people saying no one knew who the master was, so he came back not true. Mm-hmm. If there there is totems of Doctor Who fandom, there are things that people know about Doctor Who even though they may have never ever seen a show. Mm-hmm. And I would bet you anything one of those, an outlier I'd admit, but one of those is the master.
1: Yeah. I mean well, a little bit lower on like the spectrum, you know, you got the Doctor, mm-hmm. Tardis, Daleks, you know, all that sort of stuff but the master surely should be on there. It's been mm-hmm. in the show enough times.
0: Well, he was on it so much yeah. back in the day. I mean, season season eight is the master season. Fucking
1: hell! I mean, gee, that's that's honestly something they'd never get away with today. No, <laughs> so absolutely, like, oh not. fucking
0: him again! Mm. Um, I must, I must admit. I mean, because obviously this is part one of a part two, so we've got mm. a lot of questions still. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the whole thing about the nether sphere and in some ways it seems very different from what we see with chris addison's character um <laughs> oh my god you talk about some of
1: the dark humor in this
0: wow wow we've got steve jobs he says <laughs> t- call this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, they're not really in a, you know, sort of a hell or a heaven, really. It's just a, well, it's a waiting room.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think the
1: nether sphere is to how each person who we've seen, you know, get into it. it's sort of like gets interpreted differently because ultimately the end goal is for them to, you know, delete themselves and so they can be stuck into a Cyberman body. You know mm. what I mean? So I think, so. like, obviously... You know, when we've got like Danny uh, in the NetherSphere. It's a completely different looking as to how you know the half faced man from Deep Breath ended up in the NetherSphere. Mm. Which happens, actually,
0: that sort of makes me sort of wonder what the deal with that was. Mm. But I think that we'll, we'll probably get somewhat of an explanation, like you say. I mm. mean, I think your uh, your proposition that it's basically whatever you think, wherever you go after you die, is. Mm-hmm. One thing I really would like to talk about in mm-hmm. this episode is I think this might be the darkest episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen. Even though nothing really scary happens, it's uh, all implied.
1: Yeah, the, the concepts are really so. Sort of... I mean,
0: because I found this brutal to watch. Mm. I mean, in in some points, it kind of it hit kind of too close to home. Yeah, in some respects, and I think anyone who's been bereaved. Or anything like that, I mean, because I actually thought, I wonder if there's any kids now mm-hmm. knowing that their grandma or grandpa or someone like that have been cremated crying, yeah. you know, because that I mean, you know, my nan was cremated and that hurt, even though I know it's not real, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, I can, un- I can understand that, um. So I mean, again, sort of going back to a lot of the internet comments I've seen, a lot of people's like saying about kids. You know, there were some who's sort like of, didn't quite understand and they had it explained to them, but then was sort of like, all right with them. I didn't really see anybody, you know, like going, "Oh no, my kid was you know in bits after that." Mm. You know, I think it's it seems to be more sort of the adult viewers who are sort of going, eh, "It's uh, I mean, I'm yeah. not, not I'm not I'm not going to disagree with the point. It's that's a really." Friggin' dark concept.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole thing when they're talking at, in, on the balcony and you hear yeah. that guy screaming <laughs> and Seb goes, oh, there's another one who's giving him it was for uh, experimentation.
1: donates himself to science. It's like, whoa, <sighs> Jesus.
0: I mean, as well, I mean, I find... Um, Anything with car crashes is kind of hard to watch because my dad was involved in kind of a, a, a nasty car accident mm-hmm. when before I was born. So I find that stuff kind of hard to watch. And so some of this was pretty brutal for me to watch. Mm. Um, and I think that I saw a few people on Twitter saying, "Wow, that was that was that kind of cut a bit close to the bone." But like you say, I think it might just be adults mm. who are, are reading into, well, basically, are, are looking at the text and going, "Wow." And then obviously, I think a lot of the kids are kind of not quite you know, not maybe not old enough to kind of mm-hmm. understand everything, which I think in this case is kind of okay. Um, so interesting thing with Danny, mm-hmm. it kind of actually explains quite a lot of his, his behavior in that he's obviously called the death of a child.
1: Yeah. I think everybody was sort of like assuming that he killed, maybe it's like a woman, mm. you know, when it's like people are like throwing comments around about, you know, he's a bit of a lady killer and all that. But when you sort of like think about it, when now, when it's revealed that these accidentally shot a child it sort of makes sense what how he's like works call school he's trying to sort of like sort of not necessarily give back but do you know what i mean it's i like, think
0: he's trying he's looking for redemption yeah. through teaching you know you almost think that if he teaches kids and looks after kids and protects kids that mm-hmm. it will somehow not not let him off but yeah. um it, it will sort of just help him, him. Recover yeah it'll help him recover um but I'm not sure how you would recover from anything like that mm. um but yeah, I thought and its bringing the whole thing of bringing in the child to see him and mm. stuff like that. I thought that was pretty I was gonna say that's pretty strong stuff,
1: yeah yeah, and even more even more so when you sort of like consider the the overall context like i've like I said earlier, the sort of idea. It seems to me about the Nether Sphere is to get people to sort of like let go of like the you know, their emotions, the, yeah,
0: yeah, to delete their emotions. And yeah, then basis, become, yeah,
1: basically, yeah, basically, sort of like hammer themselves so hard with the feels that they sort of mm. like just mash the delete button and then it's one more to the army.
0: Mm, indeed, I think it's interesting to sort of try and work out whether Seb is in on it or not. I mean, does he know what he's doing, or is he just an admin guy?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like people have been saying you know oh maybe Seb's really the master and Missy's just sort of like his you know um interface to the real world and all that or you know I I it's tricky I think he's he's part of like the program the overall program um but sort of like it's like, because I mean you you like hear some of his his lines and a lot of the their very dark humor you know it could mm. easily be construed that he's sort of like a construct of like the master's you know va- rather bizarre way of thinking you mm. know like to say like examples so like I mean, he talked about like how like the, the nervous is just like a little bit more life after the, what, what you've had as you use like the analogy of like you know imagine babies could talk like to each other in the womb and all that it's <laughs> so, mm. like there does that like uh, nothing at the end of the cord sort of Shows us like, oh Jesus Christ, you know, it's he's so he's kind of strangely sort of like Ollie Reader from uh, the thick of it in some of like some of the things he comes out with because if you've ever watched the thick of it, Ollie does like come up with this very sort very of, like nasty jokes sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, he says in one episode, um, I dated a girl with special needs once, and he goes, "Look, I was able to fulfill them," and it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are absolutely gagging for a Peter Capaldi-Seb face-off oh, yeah. because of their, their history in the thick of it. Mm.
1: Uh, do you know what? I, I'm going to say I don't think it's going to happen somehow. I, no, I, think, I don't I, think so. I think it would be what everybody wants to happen, but I just don't think it's... I'm not sure if that hope will. Mm.
0: So I think the I think that... The, it, it, so, hang on a minute, let me think my 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 board has failed me um <laughs> so looking forward to next week mm-hmm. um I'm sort of of the opinion that this is all kind of going to resolve fairly simply hmm. and then I think it is obviously going to be mainly about the fallout between the doctor and Clara. I mean, what do you think uh,
1: yeah because i mean it's it we
0: i mean I did see like a TV, like a teaser trailer
1: for um, Death in Heaven. But it didn't really get very much away. Obviously, they don't want to give very much away. Um, But it's like... I I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's 60 minutes long, isn't it, I think, next week? It is, yes. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like... I'd say about 45 minutes of that is dealing with the problem at hand. And the other 15 is probably going to be, like, wrapping this up. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Because that's kind of, like, been, like, the style of this season. You know, it's... Yeah, the the main sort of like plot hook gets resolved rather sort of like quite quickly within like the the running time of the episode and then it actually has more of like a like a denouement if you mm. will you know cuz you know say like, suddenly like mummy on the Orient express you wouldn't necessarily have like the scene of the doctor and clara on the beach and all that it would just be sort of like yeah we've, we've you know saved everybody let's go and credits mm. you know so... Absolutely, but um, yeah. Wow.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. i say I'm of the. I'm of the. The thought that um, this is probably going to be it for the Doctor and Clara, though. I think mm. we're probably. I mean, it. It would be difficult to see how they move forward from there.
1: Yeah, but it's just like I'm, I'm trying to like think. Is is there been any mention of Jenna Coleman being
0: in the Christmas special or? Well, it seems to be they seem to be keeping it very, very sh*tum at the moment mm. because I mean, obviously the that I remember talking to people about the rumours that Coleman was going, mm-hmm. and she sort of was obviously very cagey about any sort of indication either way. Mm. Um, but the way things seem to be panning out, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't make it to the Christmas special.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so I think the the opinion on Clara is still extremely divided. And um, although we've sort of praised, we've praised Jenna Coleman a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the character of Clara, I think, is extremely marmitey. Oh yeah. And I think that if this was her time, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it, so to speak.
1: No, no, I, I see what you mean. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. Obviously, we'll just have to wait till next week to actually like call it. Mm. But um, I mean, I. Yeah, I think it's like excellent acting by Coltman, but I think mm. like Clara's been like kind of all over the shop, really.
0: She really has, and that obviously the with the um, with the thing with her and Danny mm-hmm. again, we've we've kind of repeatedly brought this up about yeah. that we don't really buy them as a couple, or you know that although their performances are good, the characterisation is somewhat lacking, mm-hmm. and. Um, Again, I just think that it's it's probably because Clara is so such a weird character. I mean, you know, she's sort of she's so been invested as the impossible girl mm-hmm. that to just sort of buy her as an ordinary person, person yeah. um, is kind of difficult. But that's not really that's not Jenna Coleman's fault in any no. way. She's probably one of the, the strongest actresses we've had as a companion. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, especially in nice.
0: this. Mm. So, um, I, should we attempt to score this? Um, I don't know, because, I mean,
1: obviously this is a two-parter. Mm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I could I could score it, but then, you know, if whatever happens in, like, Death in Heaven might mm. have an impact on... So I don't how know. How we
0: feel about it, yeah, but I, I feel like we should try and assess it just as how successful was it as an episode. Mm. And I mean, because that's the one thing that all two, three, four partners, whatever, Mm -hmm. they have to stand up on their own. Yeah. So I'm going to try and give it a score, but obviously, um, I think it's going to be strongly influenced by how well Death in Heaven comes out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but uh, trying to assess it on its own merits, I would give it a nine.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if only for, like, the volcano scene, because that was just...
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, because that Fucking was, in hell. the UK, that was the part that was trailered. Oh, yeah. So, sort of, be, I mean, that's been quite interesting, actually, this whole season, is that mm-hmm. the trailers have been quite deceptive. Yeah. In that they've kind of given you the impression that one the story's going one way and then it completely goes the other way. Well, yeah, being,
1: no, case in note, Mummy we'll on the Orode Express.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, with this one, they, it was mainly centered around the doctor, Clara throwing the keys in the volcano. Mm. Um, and so obviously putting that together with what we, what we know about Missy saying about Clara, I've chosen well, mm-hmm. um, you would think that she's sort of being controlled or, you know, she's actually Clara, Clara, like, cause I saw people saying, Oh, Missy's like a splinter of Clara from when she went into the doctor's timeline and things mm. like that. Um, so um you were sort of led to believe that this was kind of the denouement mm-hmm. if you like this is probably going to be the cliffhanger or something but no for it to be in the first 10 minutes yeah it was very clever actually yeah
1: i mean so like the the actual like cliffhanger we sort of, obviously we knew the Cybermen were going to be in it, but I think when, like, the, the dark water started to drain and you could, like, start seeing the Cybermen, mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say shout out to the one short Cyberman <laughs> oh, that I bless. saw leaving the tanks, bless him, yeah. But it's like, but, but it, you know, it was nice. It was like back to the old days, mm. which had Cybermen of all different shapes and sizes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm. do you know what, this is going to sound a bit weird but uh, I'm glad they brought back the stompy sound effect. I really like yeah. that from the...
0: Yeah, I like it too. But I always think that with the Cybermen, they're never as good as when you first see them. Mm. Their entrance is always amazing, but then they sort of turn a bit shit. So <laughs> we'll see how they go with this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's a touch... Of, it's just a, if I would sort of take away from it, again, the, the the thing we said about if Dick Dastardly just ran the race, he'd win. <laughs> And you sort of think about how is this bloody cockamamie scheme gonna gonna benefit the, the mass Mistress in any sort of way?
1: Yeah, <coughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Oh yes. <laughs> is there anything else you want to quickly bring up before we uh, wrap this? Uh, let me consult the whiteboard. Okay. No, I'm clear. I said everything.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you, whiteboard. You got dismissed. So if you'd like to uh, tell us what you thought about uh, Darkwater, you can email us at show at simplysyndicated.com. Uh, also, we have our Facebook page, Emma, if you would be so good.
0: Yep, pop on to Facebook in the search in, uh, search bar, just put "Great Round Galaxy podcast. We should come up, give us a like and jot something on our wall. Oh, well, actually, do you know, I was looking at
1: that uh, earlier on and I noticed uh, Rick from the Starbase 66 podcast... Uh, Hi,
0: Rick. <laughs>
1: left, a me- ...left a message about our uh, In the Forest of the Night episode and he uh, rather amusingly called it In the Forest of the Trees.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> anyway...
0: Also, you can. <laughs> Are you thinking about the end of the episode? Don't
1: think about <laughs> it. It's hard not to. Yes. Um, <coughs> anyway, you can also tweet us at CreatorShowPod. And while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other good shows. Uh, Here goes Nothing, obviously, is back once again. And uh, also Simply Everything, where you can listen to Simply Everything that Simply Syndicated is ever produced. Sending that from Rick. Um, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And uh, let's see you next week.